everybody, this is Jeremiah Craig coming at you for another session of Ask the Bootmaker. Today, we have a very special episode. We have Sean Mosley of Savannah River Boot Company. Oh, hey, Sean. How are you, Jeremiah? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. How's your day going so far? Uh, all is well so far. How about you? Can't complain at all. Can't complain. Enjoy this morning's music. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks for joining. <laughs> yeah, I love doing those coffee musics. I, I don't know. It's just something about being live in general. It's, it's, it's addicting because there's, there's things that can go wrong, but when it goes right, it just goes right and it feels so great. Not that anything's going to go wrong while we're live right now, but it's just, it's just like riding that edge is what it, it gives me this really, um, I don't know, positive high just to be engaging with people and everybody and everything, you know? Well, and uh, this is a first for me, so I've never been live before. Um, I've never actually done an interview before, so this is... Yeah. First one! First one, yes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, let's kick things right off. Um, and I can't think of any better place to start than a question that we had from Carlitos, who's on the stream right now. Um, can you give us your origin story when it comes to custom boot making and what inspired you to make boots? Okay. Uh, so my origins, I'm originally from Boston. Um, so I grew up, cool. of course, you know, trekking through the snow, wearing, um, wearing boots, not necessarily cowboy boots. They were more so, uh, anybody's familiar with high tech boots or, um, or your Timberlands, um, and then as a teenager, I moved to Georgia, uh, out to the country, and um, there were five boys. So, you know, my parents, they weren't necessarily always able to buy, um, you know, the latest and greatest shoes, but boots, um, I mean, you know, they last a long time. They're uh, utilitarian, so you can wear them pretty much with anything. Um, so we started, and this was the phase of, um, I'm Put a little hip hop in there, but this is the phase of DMX with Rough Riders. So that was, you know, the Lugs boots and stuff like that. So we started, you know, wearing those types of boots, Timberlands as well. Um, and then I played. Um, I went to school and I played college football up in around uh, around Nashville. And then, you know, just kind of at that point, I still wasn't wearing boots or specifically cowboy boots, um, but. You know, we would go down to Nashville all the time, and, you know, you're going by these stores. They're, you know, buy one for – or buy uh, uh, one, get two free or whatever deals. Um, so, you know, you're strolling through uh, shops, and uh, then I was just admiring them at a distance. So, uh, you know, you look at them, wow, you know, this would look really good, but, you know, I couldn't relate it to myself. Or I, at the time, I, I, I didn't have the confidence to wear it. Um, and, you know – and through all this time, um, a lot of my influence comes from uh, from Ralph Lauren. So I'm a big, huge Ralph Lauren fan. Um, and more specifically, I'm a fan of the RRL line. So his Western-inspired line. Um, and after school, I, my whole time in Tennessee, I never, never bought the boots. Um, but I moved back to Georgia after school. Um, and... About a year after I moved back, me and my wife, we took a trip to, to New York. Um, so, you know, at this time, you know, I was reading 
all of the the GQs, all of the Esquire magazines. I was, um, you know, we were heavy into, um, you know, into fashion. So we we took somewhat of a, a retail uh, tour of New York, and we I got the chance to go to um, the RL store, and then you know I was amazed. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, and let me put this plug in there. If anybody knows Ralph Lauren, I want to make him a pair of boots. Um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, we we did tour the store, um, and after that we left and we went to um, we went to Kenneth Cole. So we went to Kenneth Cole um, at that time. I don't even know if the store still there, but they had it was a uh, two two level stores. So, uh, on the second floor was it was their clearance stuff. So we go upstairs to the clearance stuff and I see a pair of, of tan um, or their version of, um, you know, cowboy boots. So there was, it was a low heel roper style boot. Um, the boots were called, um, so the Kenneth Cole gold mines, if anybody wants to look those up. Um, but at that time, you know, they were $30. They were in my size. I was like, ah, you know, I was still kind of put off, um, you know, I was still kind of like, no, nah, it ain't for me. Um, so we left there. Um, and I think like a day later, we were having lunch. And we were sitting outside at a little uh, little cafe. And down, you know, down the sidewalk comes this guy. And he's wearing the boots I was looking at the day earlier. And he was wearing them with some denim shorts. And, you know, he was just strutting. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, and for me, it was just, you know, the confidence, the confidence that he had wearing so following that, I immediately, you know, we went, we left there, I went back and bought the boots. And that kind of got me, um, that transitioned me from, you know, your, your lace-up boots. And I, you know, and I wore those boots everywhere. I wore them every type of which way. So I wore them, you know, tucked in, not tucked in. Um, and then kind of from there, so, I, you know, I, I, that taught me, hey, you know, you can wear this. And then I started... Um, following at the time um justin fitzpatrick i don't know if you guys are familiar with him um but he used to do a blog or he might still do it too uh now but it's called the shoe snob so i started following his blog um and pretty much what he was doing so every day or several times a week he would go through and write reviews on uh, high-end bespoke shoes and that was kind of my introduction you know to the bespoke world um, from there, um, I started, you know, of course, you know, my interest is peaked, so I started doing research, and YouTube of all places, you know, of all places, I found, I started finding, you know, uh, shoe making, uh, boot making, of course, uh, or, and just leather work in general, um, and the first video series that I started watching, uh, as far as uh, shoemaking was from Andrew Wrigley. Um, and this guy, and it's still up there if anybody's you know interested in, um, in looking at it. But it, pretty much what he, his, his, his deal was um, using bare minimum tools to make you know, a pair of shoes, where he did like well, one shoe. He already had, a, already had the other one pre-made. Um, and, you know, through this video series, uh, it's literally, you know, just him um, sitting in a chair uh, making a pair of shoes. Um, and the video series is pretty long. So I said, you know, I kept watching it, kept watching it, kept watching it. 
Um, so that kind of, you know, got me to start playing around with leather. Uh, I didn't, at that point, you know, I really hadn't acquired any tools. Um, so I started buying like, like little, you know, hand tools, um, that you find on eBay. Um, so I started buying, you know, little tools. And then I think around that time too, I joined, um, the shoemaker forum on Facebook, which is a really good forum for anybody. Um, that's, you know, interested in shoemaking or, you know, have some questions or just, you know, want to see their discussion of, you know, um, some really, really talented shoemakers from all over the world. Yeah. So from there, then, um, I also have an interest in art. I dabbled a little bit in making art, a little bit of artwork. So, um, so I was trying to join, you know, kind of my hobbies together and kind of what attracted me more so towards, um, towards making boots is the space that's available. So like with shoes, you're limited. Um, you, you really can't do too much, but with boots, I mean, you have this huge blank space, um, where, you know, you could be really, really, um, intricate with design. And then as well, you could conceal it. So if it's a day, you know, you, you don't want people stopping you saying, Hey, you know, where you get the boots and, you know, you kind of tuck it over and, you know, hide the shafts. Where else did you, uh, get your inspiration. It was just, it was like that trip to New York City and your art experience. Did it come from anywhere else? Like um, any other uh, work? Cause it sounds like you got a lot of things coming in to, to this custom boot making process. Yeah, and then, um, all right, so my background, I'm, uh, my background, I'm a machinist. So I, I worked for uh, an airplane company and I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Uh, so I work for an airplane company that's uh, headquartered here called Gulfstream. Um, and I worked in a shop where we made furniture. So um, I've got a background in machining and uh, furniture fabrication. And when, um, right after, and I started this job right after school. So like uh, right after school, you know, I started there. Uh, I had minimal like build experience. Um, or crafting experience. But, you know, when I started there, it was, you know, all of these, I was around a lot of uh, pretty much, uh, uh, that's what they are, master craftsmen or master uh, woodworkers. So these are guys that, you know, that have been um, in the trade for, for, you know, decades and they've done, you know, high-end builds. And they're, you know, now working in a shop with me uh, or I'm working in a shop with them. Um, and you know they're they're using all these different tools that I've never seen, and you know, and around that time, around 2008, 2009, me and my wife we bought our first home, and we bought pretty much you know your your starter home, just kind of a blank canvas. They throw some paint on the wall, throw down carpet. So it was uh, bones bare. Um, and so I would you know go to work, and you know I started picking these guys' brains as far as, you know, how to use certain tools or, you know, things that I want to do at home. So my first, like, and I'm a big, like, DIYer, so I, I try my hand at everything. Um, so I started, you know, making stuff for a house, started buying little tools, little, um, um, like, you know, little saws and drills and stuff. Um, and I started doing um, some furniture builds. So I started, you know, making some furniture. Um, and then from there, I started running out of room to make furniture. So I started um, 
know, painting the cover, you know, the upper ends of the walls. So I, I started doing some paintings, ran out, started running on a route and doing paintings. And then, you know, I, that's when I started to transition towards, um, or when I finally had some time to move on to another DIY, you know, um, interest, which was, uh, you know, the shoe or boot making. Um, and I got, um, so then, you know, I started uh, following, so Lisa Sorrell was posting at that time a lot of videos on YouTube. So I started following her channel. Um, and then kind of my introduction into boot making or learning boot making, she sells a DVD set where she pretty much, you know, she it's, well, it's a DVD set and then, you know, it's um, like an instructional booklet. Uh, but she pretty much walks you through from start to finish, you know, how to make your pair of boots. Um, and then, so I've been, and that's pretty much, so the, the construction, you know, of the boots, I've learned, you know, from her videos and now, um, you know, through some of the other forums uh, on Facebook or, and there's still a couple more forums. Uh, you'll have to Google, uh, the HCC is one, um, but, Referencing, I started learning, you know, by referencing her videos. So, like, the first time I got the video, I probably watched it, you know, three or four times before I ever did anything, um, before I ever made anything. And then I started making. I actually got a pair, the first pair that I made. Now, I made, I made, so the first time I made them, I made um, two pairs. I made a pair for myself, and I made a pair for my wife. And they're horrible. I've gotten a little bit better. <laughs> but they, yeah. So if you can see them, yeah, so this, this is the first pair ever. Yes. So this is a pair, um, I made for my wife. So hers, like mine's, I, I threw them away. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to keep that at all. I was, <laughs> yeah. And this was later, you know, kind of after, uh, I made a couple of okay pairs. Um, but yeah, these are the first pairs, but you know, and it was, and it's bad. So I'm not going to show these too much, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's not bad for a first pair or a second pair. It's way better than I would be able to do for a first pair. That's for damn sure. But, um, but yeah, so that, that was my first pair and that was, you know, and I really needed that to start to gauge, you know, where I needed work. Or, you know, you got, you got to mess up to see, you know, what you need to improve. Um, so, if, you know, even till today, you know, since then, every, you know, pretty much every pair I'm working to improve, um, you know, one or two things. Um, and there's still a bit more to improve. Um, so primarily, you know, my, uh, my making of boots right now are um, the traditional four-piece boots. So... Um, I'm interested in learning, um, you know, a couple more styles. So I'm interested in the three-piece boots. Um, Paul Krause does uh, a triad boot that I love, that I would love to learn how to make. Um, so, and there's, you know, the, the two-piece. So there's there's so, so much more to learn. Um, so, yeah, kind of going for it. You know, that's 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 what I'm looking forward to. Um, for the most part, um, um, I'm self-taught. Um, you know, I've learned um, the pattern and boot making, you know, from the videos from, you know, from the other makers, um, you know, through the 
through um, through discussions. Um, but I am 100% self-taught on on sewing, um, and you know that's for anybody that's new. You know that is is one of the trickiest things because um, you're trying to figure out you know which machine to buy, um, and when we look at uh, you know some of these other maker shops. You know, it's overwhelming. You, you know, you see all these huge machines and you're like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and, you know, immediately, um, you know, when we take up any, you know, new interest, the first thing that we want to go do is, you know, buy what they had or buy everything. And then, you know, we think that, you know, the tools will make us, you know, good or as good as them. And that is not true. And it's far from it. Um, but... So how long have you been making boots? How long since that first pair? Oh my gosh, I probably made my first pair. And so I started like with my interest in boots in around like 2011. I think this pair I probably made in 2012 or so. Um, and then, and it, and it was kind of, you know, just, I don't even know. I think I used like a little finger sewing machine or something like that. And not even wow. like the, the industrial ones. But um, did you run into problems with that, with the residential, more residential models? Um, did it it's not, break? Yeah it's, it, yeah, it's not for what we, nah, it's not for what we need. Not at <laughs> so all. With because, well, and, and we use a lot of makers we use, or the majority we use, you know, industrial sewing machines that have a roller foot on it. Um, so the roller foot, you know, it allows you to be um, pretty much, you know, free motion. So you could be really precise and setting stitches. Um, and as well, you know, you're able to use uh, a bigger uh, diameter thread. Um, so, yeah. Now, the, 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 the sewing machines that you see at Michael's or whatever, trust me, they don't work. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with this a process of trial and error and pretty much teaching yourself how to make boots. Did it get frustrating at any point in time where you just weren't happy with what you were making in that particular day and then you, you'd have to co come back to it and revisit? Um, I would imagine it would take much longer, but you would learn more through the process, but I also see it as being potentially frustrating he it is frustrating but not it wasn't frustrating for me to the point of of um you know stopping because truly i mean when i made my first pair you know it was the expectation you know i just wanted to get through the process and then once i got through the process i was hooked um so you know the the pairs that followed you know i still made you know I still was still making mistakes um and then kind of you know i was so my crafting schedule would be you know late at night or on the weekends um so every time you know i i didn't have you know a full you know full day to craft i wasn't you know working in a shop or anything um and at and as well i wasn't buying you know big bulk so when i was buying leather um you know i would scour and see um you know kind of what was on sale and then i would buy you know Pretty much just enough leather, you know, for whatever, whatever pair I was working on, um, and 
Yes, it does. It because there's so uh, so many stuff, so many hours in it. When you start making, um, and well, for me, you know, I started making, and then you know, the pattern was off, and then you know, you 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 uh, the piece pretty much, or at least for for uh, I was making it for myself, so the pattern was off. It didn't work, so I would scrap it. Um, so yeah, that 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 part is really frustrating because um and even at that i wasn't buying you know exotic leathers or really pricey leathers but when we buy leathers you know we're paying per, per square foot so and it gets pricey so yeah you get i wasn't frustrated at you know at the craft itself i was more so frustrated at myself because you know because of the money that i'm losing and then you know um, but with that time, but so pretty much, you know, when you scrap something or for me, then, you know, when you scrap something, then I would have to go reorder something. Um, and a lot of these shippers, you know, they'll take a week or so to ship you something. So that was, you know, time for me to, to sit down and time out and reflect. And, you know, that's a good thing. Any, you know, anytime you're, um, you're learning anything new, you know, it's, you know, make notes. Um, and then look back on them and then, you know, try to find answers to them. So that's what I was able to do. You know, you, uh, it's, it's trial and error. Um, and you know, that's the biggest thing about, you know, not, not having, you know, a mentor over your shoulders. Um, because, you know, when you're, when you're doing something, um, you can ask why when you're doing it by yourself and you do something, um, that you're not sure of, or you do something wrong, then the why comes soon thereafter. And you're like, oh, that's why. Um, so it's that, you know, uh, you, you miss, definitely learning by yourself, you mix, you miss the check and balance. Um, yeah, and, and what you said about not being frustrated at the process, but being frustrated at yourself, I, I know exactly what you mean as a creative person um, trying to write songs or trying to um, get content out. Um, when I have setbacks, it's like I get frustrated, but not at the fact that I'm not doing the thing. It's just because I feel like there was something holding me back. And through that, that process of learning just really helps um, that time that you were forced to take within that week where you had to sit back and you could reflect, uh, that is, is enormously important, I feel, because the further like you try and the more that you um, keep at it without taking a break, the more frustrated you become to the point where you might just give up altogether. Yeah, well, and especially with a lot of the tools that we use, you know, they're the knives are really sharp. Um, some of the machinery, um, you know, if you're not careful, you can hurt yourself. So you have to be clear headed. Um, and you know, you have to, and truly, I mean, it's what you're, when you're, you know, doing all this practicing, you're, you're developing, um, you know, a touch. So, um, and you know, it's any, if anybody's held like a orbital sander, it's kind of the same deal. So, you got to know, you know, how much pressure to apply, you know, kind of when to stop. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, it's those boundaries that 
um, it's a feel that comes with time and it's repetition and pretty much, you know, you just, whether it's um, sewing or cutting, um, you know, you just got to keep practicing and practicing and practicing, not necessarily, um, and, and not necessarily, you know, on a live boot, uh, a lot of, you know, what I do even till today, you know, um, cut off, you know, a piece of scrap leather and, you know, you can simulate some of those, some of the, um, some of um, the, the process uh, as far as what you'll be doing when you're building a pair of boots or even sewing as well. Um, you know, one of the most difficult things to do in sewing is sewing circles and keeping, you know, the stitch length, um, you know, around the circle equal. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it just takes a lot, a lot of practice. That's a great analogy with the orbital sander. I, I would never thought about that, but you, that's, that's, I, I love it. It's, it's perfect. Uh, speaking of uh, not having a mentor and being on the East Coast, which is got to be a little bit different from not being in like Texas or Oklahoma where uh, custom bootmakers are really popular. Um, a question just came through here on the live stream from Perrin Creek. Uh, custom boots. Uh, he asks, "Do do you feel isolated as a bootmaker on the East Coast?" Um, for in-person contact, yes, but because of the great uh, wide web um, and the number of you know, um, hi, um, I would call them master master bootmakers that regularly um, you know interact. Uh, via, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, no, um, pretty much, you know, these guys are posting several times a day, you know, they're, they're, they're having, you know, discussions amongst themselves and, you know, and, and from that, um, you don't necessarily always have to chime in, just, just sit back, you know, and listen and you'll learn from it. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's, I think, the closest one, so West is up in Nashville. So Nashville is about six hours from me. Um, I've been hearing about another guy that's about three hours um, south of me. But in my vicinity, um, yeah, there's there's nobody that does um, that does uh, Western boots at all. With you being in Georgia and having your peers so far away, like you said, West is one of the closest to you and then you had one more south um what are some of the trends that are in your area uh this is a question from buster bernard um like what are the trends folks in your community ask for i talked a, a, a little bit about this with wes as far as like the nashville style is there a georgia savannah style so the savannah well one we are coastal so definitely the savannah style is sandals <laughs> um, but but we are uh for the most part you know a lot of the surrounding areas around uh around savannah are rural so there's you know there's a large farming uh, community um and a lot of the style that we see or um are called georgia boots or you know, kind of your um, your farm boots. So it's a it's a thick wedge sole, you know, boot. Um, but there is, you know, you do see a lot of uh, cowboy boots, I and mean, you tend to see it. You know, it's your 
you dress up, um, you know, downtown Savannah, riverfront walks that you'll see, you know, people out, um, you know, wearing, uh, wearing cowboy boots. Um, but it's, there's not, a, um, or not yet, I'm gonna speak it into existence. There's not a big following here in this area uh, for cowboy boots or for custom cowboy boots. Um, it's more so, you know, kind of off the store stuff, your Justins and, you know, things, Nakonas, uh, boots of, of that sort. Nice. Uh, what about some of the leathers that you use? I had a question come through from Wilfred, and he, had, he asks, is there like an ethical code when it comes to the hides you choose to use in boot making? Um, an ethical code for me, you know, honestly, my budget hasn't allowed me to afford a lot of the exotic leathers. Um, so I've, I've, I've done alligator a couple of times. I've done ostrich. Um, I've, you know, some of your other exotic, uh, animals. I haven't done elephant. Um, I think that's what his question was referring to. Um, specifically was the use of elephant in boots. What do you think about that? All right, so my wife is from, from Africa. She's from Central West Africa. Um, so we do have, I do have, you know, a love or we have a love of elephants. Um, now, I mean, it's, it's, it's two-sided because you do have, you do have people not right or wrong, but you do have people that um, that do kill elephants for food. Um, so you know, it's 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 they're not necessarily yeah. So mm, yeah, I don't know. I would have to think about it. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to dive too deep into that. Um, but honestly, um, honestly, I don't even know where to source it. it it's that wouldn't be a, a leather that um, that you know I would carry. Um, you know, and if somebody did approach me to make it, I would really have to think about it because, yeah, I do have an affinity uh, for, for elephants. I do, you know, to me, you know, they're magical beasts. Um, and, you know, it's just crazy. You know, when we think about elephants, you know, they, a baby could go, you know, 50 years without their mother and, you know, 50 years later when it's drought time, you know, they can remember where they were as a as a child for a drinking hole and go back to that place. So, you know, they are, yeah, elephants themselves, they, they are really special. Um, and unfortunately, you know, there's not enough of them. Um, so, yeah, it's. It's a complex issue for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You just opened up a storefront, right? Is that where you are right now? Yes, so I'm at the store, but I haven't, so I haven't posted pictures yet. Um, but yes, I am. I'm in the process of opening up a store here. Uh, it's actually going to be in Pooler. So Pooler's um, um, about 10 minutes, a couple miles uh, down the road from Savannah. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is going to be my little shop. Um, and I could do a quick walk around if you guys are okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
so the theme is going to be, you know, kind of the the front end of the shop is going to be, you know, kind of retail space. And then on the back end, um, you know, it'll be an active workshop. So it'll be my workshop now. So I'll be working in the back. Um, and my hopes are to, um, are to, to be able to do something similar to, um, to painting with a twist, but I want to do it with leather. So I want to do, um, you know, nightly or weekly events where, you know, people from, um, from our community could come in to the shop and, you know, we can, you know, you could BYOB, bring a bottle and, you know, we could craft some leather goods. Um, and, you know, I think it will be really good for, um, for our area. So Savannah, we have, um, uh, SCAD here. So there's, you know, there's a big interest in, you know, in crafting or design or, uh, or, you know, again, DIY stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, hopefully I'm praying, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll turn out good for us. It looks like you got a great spot there. Congrats on, uh, on the new space. How about the logo? I had a question from, um, Myramid Design. What is the story behind the cross arrows and the hammer there that you're that you're sitting in front of? Okay. All right. So Savannah River Boot. So as I mentioned, we're um, we're a coastal city. We're a port city. The Savannah River runs from the Atlantic, and it's a channel. You know that the the big freight liners take up. You know to to our um, to our port here. Um, the river itself runs from Savannah all the way to Augusta, and it goes through the town um, that I grew up in. It was close to our house, um, so that's that's one aspect of you know of the naming. Um, so it's a homage, you know, to the city, um, and as well as the Savannah River. Um, so my my ancestors we're you know we're from here um and we're you know we were about 30 miles away from here um and there's you know the aspect of you know of, of the slave trade that is you know um so if and i don't know if anybody's ever been to savannah but savannah's a you know old um historic town but you could walk downtown even till today, you could go into some of these places um, and some of these businesses, and you could see, um, you know, where they held, uh, where slaves were held at. You could see um, where the chains were at the, on the wall. Um, so I wanted to name it uh, Savannah River as well as, you know, homage, um, you know, to, to my ancestors. Um, and, you know, when we're down there, so I do, I do a lot of, um, uh, like craft shows and we do them, you know, pretty much down on the riverfront and pretty much every time, even before, um, um, you know, I started selling, you know, every time we were down there close to the water, I always, you know, had uh, a feeling or, you know, just kind of a sense or a connection, you know, to the water. Um, and, and for me, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's that spirit, you know, coming through from, you know, their journey. Um, now, the, the hammer is, uh, so it's a, a French hammer, so it's a shoemaker's hammer. So, you know, it's, 
is representative of the trade and the arrows are decorative. I haven't come up with a story for that yet. I got, I got to come up with something for the arrows. Um, but they're pointing up. I got it. Yeah, so they're, they're pointing upwards. Uh, Savannah River boots going upward. Love it. Love the story behind that and, and, the, and the history that you have behind your business. That, that means a lot. So when you have your shop open, um, people will be able to come in and get custom fit. Barry asks, what is your custom fit process? Yeah, so you'll be able to come in and I am working on a little lounge area. So and I'm, I'm going to add a couple more chairs. I got to move some stuff around. Um, but you'll be able to come, be able to come in um, and, you know, we'll sit down, we'll talk through, um, you know, the design, um, you know, I'll fit you. I've got a leather room in the back. Um, you know, we can bring out some samples and, you know, glue stuff on top of each other, staple on top of each other to see what works. Um, and the process of custom fitting is, you know, kind of much the same of, you know, kind of what we've been hearing. It's, you know, taking the measurements of the foot, um, you know, talking through, um, you know, the, the boot height, you know, the, the style of toe, the leather choices, the stitching, um, and then, you know, that kind of kicked me off. And then, you know, I could get going from there. What is the main source of inspiration when talking to somebody uh, that really sets you Like, is it a different thing every time you talk to somebody, whether it's the uh, design they'd like in the shaft, the, the toe shape, the fit itself? Like, what sets you off on that inspirational journey on each pair of boots? Honestly, for me, so for one, I have been my biggest uh, customer. Um, so, you know, when I make boots for myself, it's just, you know, I could be walking through Michael's and see a template and I'm like, oh my gosh, that would make a good boot design. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm sporadic. I'm all over the place. I'm just, you know, I'm testing everything. Um, um, I haven't done like really intricate boots. I've been, you know, kind of playing around. So I'll do, you know, a couple rows of stitching. I haven't pieced it all together where, you know, it's inlay overlay heavy stitching, but it's coming. Um, and then for customers, a lot of customers in our area, um, you know, for one, it's, you know, when you tell them you make boots, it's like, oh my gosh. Um, and then, you know, when, you know, they start talking about what they want, then, you know, it's because they've never thought about it. It's like, you know, I'm just, I'm not sure. Um, now, in our area, we are heavy on monogramming. So a lot of people monogramming or, you know, kind of branding. Um, so that, that's usually, um, you know, kind of the, the, the first thing, you know, or the first thing, you know, customers will tell me, you know, kind of what they want is, hey, you know, I want this logo, I want my monogram. Um, but as far as like, you know, heavy inlays and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's still in our area, it's really, you know, it, it was never an option before. So people, you know, a lot of people that I've interacted with, you know, they, they, they really hadn't put much thought into it. Um, but my goal is to, um, to make some, because all the boots I have here, I mean, they're worn, they're, they're my personal collection. Um, but 
I, I want to make some, you know, just maybe in a size that I can't fit. So like a size six or something like that. Um, but just like some boots to put on the, or display boots that I'll put on their shelf. Um, and, you know, that'll kind of help with the discussions or, or leads. Um, and as well, you know, I'll have, um, there's some really good books on boot making, The Order of the Boot. Um, Jennifer June has did a really good, um, done, uh, done a cowboy boot book. Um, but, you know, just kind of having, you know, those books available as a lead, not necessarily replicating, but just, you know, just to facilitate uh, the conversations and lead. With you being a new business, just opening up, um, how do you plan on getting the word out about your services since it might not be a sought after service in Georgia like it is in Texas or other place? What's the marketing strategy that you have for yourself? Yeah, well, for me, it's, you know, a lot of it is word of mouth. So definitely, you know, you are helping me. So thank you. Um, but <laughs> Anytime. A lot of it is uh, word of mouth. Luckily, um, my store is located. It's pretty much like in a residential area or a high traffic area. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't have the funds to do like mass marketing campaigns. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, old school or, you know, you'll probably see me walking the streets, you know, putting brochures on your car or on your door or, you know, something along that line. Um, and, you know, the, the best marketing truly is word of mouth because, you know, if, if I get one customer and they have a good experience, then, you know, it's, it's that power of six. So they'll tell six people that they'll, those six people will tell six people. Um, so for me, a lot of it right now is just, you know, making quality leather goods, you know, having good customer service, providing a good experience or, you know, environment, and then, you know, letting the market in itself take care of itself. And it's, it's the Tesla model. So Tesla has never um, advertised. Why should they, you know? And, you know, it's kind of that model. So focus on, focus on, I want, pretty much on following that model, focus on the product, and then, um, you know, let the product speak for itself, and then let the people, you know, speak of the product. Love it, love it. Do you have uh, a favorite pair of boots that you made for yourself that you could show us right now? Um, yeah, well, probably the pair I got on. That's the last pair I did. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, these... So these are uh, some French cat boots that are, uh, can you see them? No, you can't see them. I gotta get a look. Yep. Yeah, these are my favorite ones. I love the cross, the diamond stitching on the top. Yes, I love them. Um, but yeah, so those, I did a pair of, uh, I gotta step off to go get them too. I'll be right back. And I did a pair of, this is probably my second, uh, second favorite pair, but it's a pair of uh, alligator. Oh, wow. And I did a veg tan top. And I tooled, so this was my first attempt at tooling. Uh, don't judge me. Um, but I tooled my logo. And then on the back of them, I tooled, you know, never stop dreaming. It's a little dream catcher. Um, love it. But, yeah, I love these. 
But yeah, I don't really have a least favorite pair. Um, probably my first pair. The first pair I did definitely. Those went in trash. Everything else, um, no, I love them. Um, and my third favorite pair. So I did a pair of, and they're ugly, so I'm not gonna show them. I didn't even bring them to the shop. But I wear them all the time. But I did uh, the uppers are denim, and I did uh, a heavy suede, you know, for the vamps for the bottoms. Um, but I love them. I mean, it's you know, I'm a, I'm a denim freak, so it's you know, I really love those boots. So I'll probably play around uh, with denim some more too going forward. What was that like? And it, so you will do more denim. Um, was it difficult trying to keep that upright? What is what was your strategy yeah, that's there? The issue. <laughs> that's ah. <the> issue. <laughs> uh, yeah, they definitely do sag. Um, now I'm seeing. Well, actually, I'm seeing some heavyweight. Uh, um, so I use. I think that one was probably like a, a eight ounce denim or so. But I'm seeing some heavier denims. Um, if anybody follow or you know buys leather goods there's a couple good stores out right now oa leather up in canada they've got um and i'm you know specifically mentioning them because of the denim that they have in stock right now but they've got uh some denim that's heavier weight um so i'm hoping to you know use a heavier denim and use a thicker uh lining leather um and then yeah hopefully they'll stay up if not then i'll still wear them yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll just love it. Snugger, so they don't droop. I love I love all of the uh, different experiments that you're doing. Um, it it seems it seems like you're doing a lot of exploring early on, and it's really really exciting. Even even though that you've been doing it for like ten years, years you're, you're still exploring. Yeah. It it well because there's so much there's so much you could do. Honestly, um, there's there's so many different ways you can take craft uh, you know the boot craft and um you know you you can you know do you know the full panel full of full of rolls or you could just you know let the leather or let the fabric be itself and you know regardless you know it's 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 as long as it wears it fits you know it's a cowboy boot um or a western boot um a western style boot um but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many possibilities for what you could do. Also, what I'm thinking about to, doing too, I, I really want to do. I don't know if you guys are familiar with veg tan leather, but it's just you know a natural tan leather. I just want to make you know just a plain pair of veg tan leather and let the sun bake it and age it, and just kind of see um, you know what comes of it. Um, but. Yeah, because the, the shaft of that alligator boot that you had, that was veg tan. It looks very um, worn and vintage looking already. Yeah, so, well, for this one, I just, I use like an antique dye. Um, okay. So, yeah, and it wasn't stained very well. But uh, with with veg tan, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's non-dyed. Um, and then as you wear it, you know, the, the sun, uh, the rays will give it a patina. Um, so, I mean, you'll start really light and then, you know, start to darken as you were. And give it its own like personality and stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Nice. So what are, Lucas just came through here and asked the question, what are your base prices for custom cowboy boots and how can people find out more about you online? 
Okay. So reach out to me. You can reach out to me on uh, on Instagram. Follow me, please. Uh, Savannah River Boot Company on um, Facebook. Savannah River Boot Company. Uh, my, I, I do have a website. So my website, you could uh, either look up Savannah River Boot Company or you. It's or abbreviated or S R B Company dot com. Um, you can call me. Uh, you know, if you're if if you need my number, just um, you know, shoot me an email. I'll send it to you. Um, my email address is Savannah River Boot Company at Gmail. Um, and as far as base price, I'm restructuring right now. You know, I'm moving, so just if you're seriously interested, please, you know, just reach out to me. Um, I will say, you know, I don't make stock boots so uh, and of course you know depending upon what you want um you know i'm not buying in bulk so if you want like you know exotic skins then i'm paying full retail price um but uh, yeah well i wouldn't no that's that's totally cool i mean everybody's looking for something different um base pricing is always difficult I feel like for custom boot makers because that means there's no design no anything it's just bare bare tops barefoot and it's just like nobody's gonna want that anyways so uh, it seems like it's tough well because you know I don't again for me it's a passion so I don't want to dissuade anybody I want more so I, I, I like to have the conversation um, and then you know we could kind of you know we could talk through prices of course you know um there there are you know materials and last the plastic glass molds and stuff leathers um that pretty much have set prices but you know some of the leathers again depending upon what you want you know those could fluctuate mm -hmm. um, and then you know of course you know the how heavy of design you want on the boots uh, will fluctuate but but yeah, I, I prefer you know to have the the initial conversation before I start quoting stuff, um, because you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. I won't. My hope is that you know everybody wears boots. I can't make all the boots, but or custom boots um, because I mean truly, there's there's nothing like I'm telling you guys. There's there's nothing like having you know a boot or shoe um, you know that fits your foot. And, you know, a lot of times when I try to explain it, you know, people, you know, you, you really can't grasp it. But, you know, when we go to stores and we buy shoes, um, you know, unless you're, you know, the European model, you know, that's the perfect weight and perfect size, then, you know, that's who they're making the shoe for. So, um, you know, when we're buying shoes off the shelves, we're, it's, you know, it's the opposite. We're trying to fit our foot to a shoe. Whereas when, you know, you're getting custom footwear, it's, you know, we are crafting that shoe to your foot. So it's, you know, it's a different experience. Um, you know, pretty much, you know, I'm wearing my boots all the time, walking in them comfortably. Never have, you know, any foot pains or wanting to kick them off. Um, so the experience of, um, of wearing, you know, custom boots, um, it's, it's something that you, I mean, you have to, you have to do it to 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 uh or you have to you know have them do it walk in them um to get you know kind of 
what we're talking about. And it's, mm -hmm. and, 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 yeah, and don't be, you know, dissuaded by just the, the, the design of boots. It's, you know, it's a lot more that goes into it, you know, and it's fit is number one. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot more to it. So our, you know, our focus, um, our main focus is, you know, getting that perfect fit. And then, yeah, you know, we could decorate it however, but it's, you know, getting you, you know, that perfect fit um, to where, you know, it's, 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 it's a replica of your foot. Um, so. Love it. Sean, thanks so much for uh, taking this time with me and, uh, and being here as a guest at, for Ask the Bootmaker. Is there anything that you want to leave folks with before we finish it out? We're just coming down to like the hour mark, so Instagram's going to kick us off here. Um, but I'm, I'm just curious if you've got any ending words for us. Oh my gosh, I'm going to say something in words. Um, no pressure. <laughs> no, thank you, Jeremiah. I appreciate it. Um, you know, the opportunity to speak to you is huge uh, for me. Um, right back at you. I, yeah, I love it. Um, and then to the to the community, you know, if you guys are, if you're, if you're interested in, you know, of learning boot making, I'm not a teacher at all, um, but there are some really good resources or, you know, I could help point you, you know, to the people, some of the people that, you know, that could, you know, further you and, you know, beginning to learn, you know, how to, um, how to make custom boots and, or, um, you know, if, and I do leather goods as well. So like, you know, bags and stuff. So if you have interest in that, or if you're, if you're trying to find tools or, you know, some stores, um, I can be of help to that. Um, and thank you to everybody that has supported me thus far. Um, and yeah, the journey, this portion of the journey is getting ready to start. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. And yeah i'm so pumped i'm so pumped for you just opening up this new shop and going at it full time it's so exciting uh and i wish you the best of luck with it all for real jeremiah how long before we get you making boots it is coming i don't know if i'm i i might do it as like a video series or like trying it out and being like oh my gosh this is awful but i don't think that's for me i don't have the patience like that's why all my questions about frustrations were aimed at that because whew. you have teased yourself way too much. It is coming. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it if it does for sure. All right, Sean. Thank you so much. Uh, everybody follow Savannah River Boot Co. on Instagram. Have a great rest of your day. Peace, everybody.